0: Tonight's story features everyone's favorite South African comedian, Trevor Noah. I want you to close your eyes and imagine growing up in a black township in Soweto. You're mixed race, which is a crime under the apartheid regime. You live in a society where there's a hierarchy according to your color of skin. Blacks and whites live entirely separate lives. They pray at different churches eat at different restaurants, go to different schools and are even prevented from marrying each other. Except you exist in the awkward middle. You belong to a group referred to as coloreds. Your mother and your grandparents are petrified of the authorities finding out and so you spend the majority of your time indoors. Now open your eyes. The picture that I just painted was where Trevor's life began. Before he became the A-list celebrity, touring the world and getting on planes just to have lunch with friends in other countries. Trevor once joked with fellow comedian Eddie Izzard that he was born a crime. Because he is a product of the illegal relationship between his Swiss father and his black South African mother. The phrase became the title of an autobiography chronicling Trevor's special bond with his mum and all the wisdom he'd gained from growing up in South Africa. South Africa's upper-tide system had infiltrated every aspect of Trevor's life, yet his innocence and the love provided by his mother somewhat shielded him from its realities. He thought his father running away from him in the park was a game of tag, yet his dad needed to keep the distance, the appropriate distance, away from Trevor not to be associated with him. His grandfather would insist Trevor sat in the back seat, and he would call him Master. Trevor's managed to collect nuggets of wisdom from even the most traumatic moments in his life. He's inherited a glass half full outlook on life from his mum, who once joked, And my
1: mom looks at me and she goes, Shh, shh, shh Trevor, Trevor, shh, 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 don't cry, baby. I said, No, mum, I'm gonna cry. You were shot in the head. And she says, No, 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 no. Look on the bright side. I said, What bright side? She says, No, at least now because of my nose. You're officially the best-looking person in the family.
0: Unfortunately, domestic violence was a recurring theme in Trevor's childhood. It was his drunk stepfather, Abel, that had shot Trevor's mum in the head. He'd also frequently beat Trevor's mum in front of him and his little brother. And Trevor has this to say about domestic violence. Growing up in a home of abuse, You struggle with the notion that you can love a person you hate, or hate a person you love. It's a strange feeling. You want to live in a world where someone is good or bad, where you either love or hate them. But that's not how people are. During apartheid, comedy was banned in South Africa. You couldn't critique the government, and any groups of black men were treated with suspicion. Age 20, Noah managed to secure a job at a radio station. A year later, he found himself sharing a stage with comedians after being dared by a group of friends to jump on stage. He told jokes about his life and people loved it. After his debut, comedians urged him to take his gift seriously and insisted that he should be a stand-up comedian. Here's Noah speaking to Jimmy Fallon about that night.
1: Plan. I'd, I'd never been to stand-up, I'd never seen it and I was out at a show well it was a bar really and there were a few guys doing comedy i was there with my cousin and his friend and they got drunk they started heckling the comedians i didn't even know what was going on and then the 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 host of the show he was like oh you think you're so funny why don't you come up and my cousin's like i can't go up but he can and i'm like oh Oh, I didn't even... Because uh, I'm sober. I don't know why I've been involved. In it. <laughs> but but that's there. what drunk people do. Drunk people throw you under the bus. So I was <laughs> gone. And uh, yeah, and then I, I went on stage because now it was just like male bravado. It's like either you go up or you guys are all scaredy cats. So you, uh, so I went up and I don't know. I just, I just spoke, just spoke. And I spoke some more and people laughed. And so I carried on and they laughed some more. And I was... And that was it, and I've been doing that ever since. I still don't know what I'm doing. I just talk and then, and then when the people stop laughing, I'll just wave and go home. That's, <laughs> that's my plan.
0: Noah continued to do more sets, covering all sorts of topics, funny stereotypes about different races within South Africa, a country which boasts 11 official languages, and retelling hilarious anecdotes about South Africa's most famous politicians, particularly the infamous Jacob Zuma. With his unique blend of observational humor and witty insights into South African politics, he caught the attention of Jon Stewart. When Stewart picked Trevor to replace him as the host of the iconic daily show, America's most popular late-night satirical news program, people lost their minds. Stewart was considered royalty in the late-night genre and deemed irreplaceable. Noah, on the other hand, was viewed as an unqualified outsider. As a foreigner with no prior experience of living in the US and limited knowledge of American politics, Noah faced intense scrutiny. But Noah persevered. He didn't try to replace or copy Stuart. Noah won over the skeptics with his unique perspectives. Ratings skyrocketed as millions tuned in to listen to the hilarious comparisons between President Donald Trump and several African dictators. People wanted something different, a fresh perspective, a funny, articulate black man that shoots from the hip and can make cultural references that are truly global. Over the past seven years, Noah has attracted a younger and more global audience. And since his recent departure, his fans are begging for him to come back. Now he's back to touring the world and sharing his funny stories. Here are a few lessons we can learn from Trevor's journey. Lesson one failure is an inevitable byproduct of growth. Rejection is better than regret. Here's a quote from his autobiography I don't regret anything I've ever done in my life, any choice that I've made, but I'm consumed with regret for the things I didn't do, the choices I didn't make, the things I didn't say. We spend so much time being afraid of failure, afraid of rejection, but regret is the thing we should fear most failure is an answer rejection is an answer regret is an internal question you will never have the answer to what if if only I wonder what would have you will never never know and it will haunt you for the rest of your days lesson two context is key understand the context before making assertions or spreading false assumptions Because context is the missing ingredient to any information that you receive. How a joke is performed, the intent in which it's delivered, and how the audience receives it changes whether something is considered offensive or informative. Lesson three. Community is the real source of wealth. Here's a quote from Trevor's book. Being poor in a group or in a community that is poor It's not as bad as being poor when you know what you're missing out on. So when I grew up, we played with bricks as cars and you'd smash them into each other. And it was one of the most fun games I've ever played. Lesson four. Double down on your strengths. Here's a little segment from an interview with Trevor about the importance of hard work, but also the importance of leaning into your natural talents and strengths.
1: Hard work and success, sustained, go hand in hand. What I feel happens a lot of the time is as people, we work hard at the thing that we're not good at. And I think that is sometimes an energy that gets lost. I've always worked in a space where I enjoy what I'm doing and I work hard on what I love doing and what I'm good at. And so I'd rather focus on that. And that way, most days don't feel like work most challenges don't feel like obstacles and most successes feel in many ways like a reward for doing what I believed I was meant to do.
0: I'd like to close this episode with lesson five cultivate active friendships that you can lean on. Here's Trevor's thoughts on friendship during an interview with Jay Shetty.
1: My job stand-up comedy is a really lonely career you know and I remember talking to a comedian it was a few weeks ago talking about how there was like a period where a lot of stand-up comedians were committing suicide you know and would be you'd hear this devastating story of a comedian that everyone loved they were in a hotel room and then they committed suicide mm. and i was petrified because i <coughs> i always think it can happen to me mm-hmm. you know I, I i go that if that happened to them why did it happen How? To, if i don't understand then what is it? Another comedian, another comedian, another comedian, another comedian. I think being a stand-up comedian is a, is a really lonely job in that we're traveling, oftentimes alone. We don't have a band. We don't have backup dancers. We don't, we don't, we don't travel with a <laughs> Can crew. you imagine yeah, you? you know? Imagine backup dancers. And yet every night you're going out there mm. and you're making people laugh. You're having fun with them. Mm. They come with their families. They come with their friends. They come with their loved ones. You leave alone. Mm. And And it's this constant exchange of energy and what i learned was my my friends became that hub my friends became my recharge my friends became the couch i could lie on and say nothing or everything
0: yeah
1: and thanks partly to technology i've been able to keep in touch with them there's no there's no catching up for us it's literally a running we've got a whatsapp thread that is now i'm gonna say 15 years old yeah Like literally i can go back (laughs) and search something from maybe 10 years ago sometimes i can go back on the whatsapp there and go what happened and i can search and i can find it that's how long we've had the same group and the same friends and
0: the same everything and obviously it's grown over time but that core has kept Mm. me you know